Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Ah, gentlemen! Today we're discussing Season 9, Episode 12, Depressing News. It's the 210th episode overall, directed by the one and only Alan Alda, written by Dan Wilcox and Thad Mumford, originally aired on February 9th, 1981, and the production code is Z411. Margaret, how many times do I have to tell you there are no communists under these beds? Of course not. They're in the linen closet. Don't you two have anything better to do than bother me? No, there's a lull on. Bothering you is the high point of our day. Ah, oh, forget her. Look what I see. They haven't shipped all of them yet. Oh, goody. Let's go make round. Hey, Oldham, how you doing? Fire. Oldham, your green limousine wage. You're going home alive, you lucky stiff. Hey, Klinger, relax. Hey, what's the hurry? Don't rush him. You haven't visited our gift shop yet. At least let us give you one more shot for the road. Too little, too late, doctors. Oldham, your personal effects. This is mine. That you can have. Sure, great. I can always use a little twine. <laughs> That's not twine. I was in demolition. It's Primacord. Prima who? Primacord. It's an explosive. Uh, oh, uh, look, uh, we're, uh, we're a little bored, but let's not uh, blow things out of proportion. Relax, this stuff is safe. It needs something else to set it off. You mean like trembling? No, like blasting caps or a hand grenade or bullet. Clinger, why don't you just take that yeah, stuff outside? Yeah, put, put it in the, uh, in in the, the uh, safety shed. Yeah, but, but uh, try not to make a mess. And a plot summary for this episode. After placing an order for 5,000 tongue depressors, the 4077th receives 500,000 due to a clerical error. Hawkeye decides to use every single one of them to erect a monument to army inefficiency and dedicate it to all the brave men and women who have passed through, while Klinger presses his luck when he starts a printing press. <laughs> I like that you didn't use the word snafu, which is what yeah, I originally wrote there. I didn't like the word snafu. It's not, it's not, not the way I'd say things. <laughs> I gave you the afternoon off. Why are you burning the midday oil? Time is money, sir, when you go from rags to riches. Come again? This Mimeo machine is a gold mine. I'm going to make a fortune with it. I admire you taking up a trade, but grinding out greenbacks is something the feds frown on. Oh, no, no, not me, sir. I learned my lesson from my uncle 71991199. This is honest work. Dateline Korea. Max Klinger goes to press. Mash notes. Oh, a newspaper. I didn't know you had printer's ink in your blood. More than a printer, sir. A publisher. A magnet in the making. Another William Randolph Scott. Whoa, Willie. What makes you think there's gold in them our pages? Don't you see, sir? The stuff you print this on grows on trees. And people need a new one every day. I'll be rich beyond my wildest schemes. It's like a fever with you, isn't it, son? You can't resist a scam. Scam? Take a glance at that, sir. War ravages countryside. Quite a scoop. How'd you like to be the first on your block to subscribe? Because I like you, I'm prepared to offer you a special discount. You were planning on charging money to the man who's granting you the ink, the paper, and the printing press? Not to mention the use of the hall? Congratulations, sir. You just qualified for our special irate rate. You have your choice, free, gratis, or on the house. Well, if you'll excuse me, sir, I'm off to find some paying customers. All right, guest stars, we have a William Bogert. He plays Captain Maurice Allen. William appeared in two episodes of MASH. He has over 113 credits on IMDb and is still acting today. 
And David Dozer plays the delivery man. Uh, he's an actor and writer known for Young Doctors in Love in 1982, Head of the Class, 86, and Seasink in 1977. I'm so glad you got that because I'm like, I don't know how to say that. I just wish I'd actually uh, <laughs> highlighted it a bit larger in the uh, script as well. <laughs> And then we have Rodney Salisbury, who played Oldham. He has guest star roles in Taxi, MASH, Give Me a Break, 227, Hill Street Blues, and Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. He also enjoyed series regular status on the soap opera Capital and a recurring role on The Young and the Restless from 1973. Okay, and Albert Insinia plays Sergeant Ray Tornberg. Now, Albert recently had a successful run in Chekhov's The Seagull in New York City, directed by Austin Pendleton, and made a guest appearance on NBC's The Mysteries of Laura. Hmm, okay. And we have Jeff Maxwell returning as Igor Straminsky. And, of course, Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. Excuse me, Colonel. I'm from I-Corps Supply. Uh, where's your clerk? Uh, he's out muckraking. Suppose I pinch hit. Uh, sure thing. I got a shipment of uh, tongue depressors. Oh, good. Been waiting for those gullet pokers for donkey's years. I'll come and get them. Are you going to do this by yourself, Colonel? Don't think of me as old. Just as somebody who has seen a lot. No offense, Colonel, but uh, this is kind of a big job. Sonny, the day I can't lift one box of tongue depressors is the day I turn in these boots for a pair of mucklucks. One? Uh, there's more than that, sir. So I'll make two trips. With a forklift, maybe. Sergeant, how many of these parcels are checking into this post? Uh... 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 uh. Are you kidding? All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. Mm-hmm. I actually gave this one a seven and a half, seven point okay. five. Yep. I really like the idea of Klinger's newspaper. I think I would have done it differently than him, but I do like the fact that you know I love doing like you know uh, I'm always the same type of thing. Any kind of um, information gathering. I mean, obviously we do podcasts. So I would really, I probably would have been that type who would have gathered news around the local area and published a paper for the camp, just for fun. Uh, I like uh, Hawkeye's idea of the monument. I thought that was really nice uh, to write everybody's name, you know, all the people Mm -hmm. who've passed through, which is still amazing that they either have records of all that, because, I mean, Follow McKay was supposedly writing everyone's name down. So I don't know if he keeps records or the hospital keeps records of all the people who've gone through the 407 7th, which you know has to be hundreds and hundreds of people, if not thousands of people. Well, yeah, I suppose I would do, wouldn't I? I suppose I'd have well, to yeah, I mean, if you're there for two and a half years and every you know day you have injuries and you get the same people coming back again. I thought it was funny, uh, the, the crossword puzzle on the newspaper. And it was Kling, <laughs> Kling, Klinger's personal information of, you know, no one's going to know. So for Klinger, <laughs> I thought that was funny. It was funny hearing someone call Hawkeye Ben or Benny. Yeah. When the the, uh, the the news reporter guy, that was that was funny. Benny especially. I'm like, I would have never called Hawkeye Benny. That was so Benny, weird. Benny, yeah. Benny. I love the fact that, that Potter reprimands Hawkeye and Klinger but then, for the explosive, but then kind of says good job at the same time. Yeah. So he reprimands them and then congratulates them. That just, that's Potter to a T. You know he has to do his job. He has to do his duty because he is the commanding officer. So he get they get reprimanded for using explosives, but then he also gets the pat in the back. You know, good job. I approve what you did. 
Um, so I thought that was cool. I love Potter's painting at the end with Hawkeye and, and the oh, tower. Yeah. That was really well done. I wonder if that's a, uh, a Morgan painting again. That's I wrote the, my very last thing is I wonder where these paintings are. Because he does do a lot of a lot of the ones that yeah. you see on the wall are his actual yeah. artwork. So, so I, I mean, I, yeah, that was. I wonder if he got them when when the show ended. Mm. You know, since they were his initially and he painted them. I always mm. wonder where those paintings are. I'm like, I would love to have one, uh, you know, or a print of one because they're just they're just so cool and you see them all the time because they're always on the they're always moving they're always all over the place but they're always on the walls in there so yeah yeah i mean this one it again i don't think there was a huge story here no it was just another day in the life of, at camp you know they got 500,000 you know tongue oppressors which i can't understand why the army just wouldn't take them back why would they exactly, waste exactly? You know, why would they waste that many? Yeah, surely they'd check that if that came through. They'd yes. be going, "Oh, this doesn't seem right." Well, yeah, they would call them and say, "Did you really order five hundred thousand? You know, that will last you yeah. three years." You know, that's just and would they even have? I, I don't know. It just. I mean, I know it's for comedy, and I get that, but still, that just seems like a a little too far fetched, even for me. And I believe a lot of stuff, so. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, it just it was an overall. It was a good episode. I don't even know why I gave it a seven point seven point five because it really it was just it was just another good episode. Again, like I think you mentioned this in the previous episode. These in the set of episodes that we're watching now, they're just they're all just good. There was nothing that blew me away, nothing that you know anything to write home about. It was it was just another fun, enjoyable episode. Yeah. How about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I gave it a seven and a half. Uh, okay. This is another. This is another one of those episodes that you always see on reruns, and you always see on users samples of clips where Hawkeye's building the tower. I do like the idea of the, the fact that he's writing all the people's names on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the thing that gripes me a little bit is that there's you know they're all a bit bored as well. But it's obviously a mistake, and and, and Potter's turns around and says, "Oh, she's just a clever girl." Yet Hawkeye takes it to heart, but he starts saying, "No, no, this is deliberate. They, you know, we've got five hundred thousand more of these, which means the war's going to go on for three years. That's yeah. a big assumption to do." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, and also that means I do use an awful lot of tongue depressors in that, in that three years. <laughs> you know, you look at them, it's like one point three thousand. Uh, yeah. you know, things. Um, so that that's a little bit weird. I, I do like the idea of Klinger doing the newspaper and slowly trying to con money out of everybody by. Oh my god! And he kept going up with every like up person. And up and up. Yeah, yeah, and I like I do like that. I like the way that uh, Charles Turnvane says an, an intellect of a shoe. Uh, another <laughs> another good idea that. I also like the way that he set the whole episode. He set up from the very first thing when you see them holding that string, the detonation string. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that. That leads on to so of course you know what's going to happen when they're building the whole uh, the whole tower. And as you say, the guy calling him Benny all the time, and you know, the fact that this could be a good advertising campaign to get more people to join yes. the army. So you yes. can see why Hawkeye would think, well, I don't want to be involved in anything that's going to get people to join this war. Yep. It's a classic Hawkeye feeling, and I do really like that. Yes. Um, but as you say, it's you know, there's not much else to say about it, really, because it's, it's not really a major storyline in this. It's not one of the ones that people always remember. Yet it is one of the episodes that's always played. Um, <laughs> you know, as soon as I see that tower, I, it's, it's, you know, I know... I've seen that so many times before. Yeah. But, you know, it's an enjoyable episode. Yeah, yeah. I remember signing that requisition. In fact, I gave it the once over twice, and it was for 5000 Sorry, sir. My voucher's got two more zeros on it. Son, only a cockeyed baboon would order a half mil of these. Use your God-given gift of reason. Colonel, I'm in shipping, not sinking. So long. 
neighbors must be moving into that vacant tent down the block. Gee, I hope they have some kids my age. There is no humor in this, gents. That dumb trucker just stuck us with 500,000 tongue depressors. No wonder you look so down in the mouth. 500,000? I'm getting too old for this. I should have taken the severance pay in 28, started that dude ranch. Damn zoning laws. We can make thousands of little rats and have a regatta in the cesspool. You believe this? <laughs> the tongue depressors here to last five years. What's so funny about that? Well, IMDb agrees with us. They gave it a 7.6. Oh, okay. So the general consensus, 7.5, 7.6. Yeah. They, everyone, it, it's an enjoyable episode, as you said. It's, it's just good. Yeah. What do you want? Terribly sorry, but I'm on a mission of mercy. Mission denied. Glad you asked. I'm here on behalf of all the nurses in this camp who give their eye teeth to look just like you. Klinger, why are you doing this? Do you like KP? Surely Madam knows of my sincere sincerity. To me, the words Houlihan and Hubba Hubba have always been synonymous. Yeah. You are a vision of great loveliness, even dripping as you are. If there's a point to this, get to it. I have unanimously chosen you to be the beauty editor of my paper. Your paper what? Paper news, mash notes, read it at your leisure, and imagine how much better it would be with your very own beauty column about faces. That's cute. With your pen and my paper, we'll combine to keep Korea beautiful. Well, I could probably throw together a few well-chosen words. Bless you, Major. And now for the press de resistance. Uh, seeing that you're on the editorial board, I am authorized to offer you a special subscription rate. Subscription rate? I'm going to have to pay for this? A mere $3 a month or $50 a year. Just between us, I can honestly say I'm not offering this price to anyone else. Well, I'll try it for a month. Splendid. Welcome aboard. You can turn in your check with your first column. So, behind the scenes now. Uh, when Colonel Potter bring, uh, brings dinner out to Hawkeye, who is recklessly working on his tongue-depressed tower. I don't know why it's recklessly. But I don't know why either. Good job. <laughs> Uh, Hawkeye agrees to take a break to eat, saying that even Michelangelo sent out for pizza now and then, jokingly referring to the famous Italian artist. Now, in an amusing coincidence, uh, less than three years after this episode aired in 1984, comic book characters, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, were created. Four pizza-eating crime fighters, each named after a famous Renaissance artist. Coincidentally, the turtle named after Michelangelo happens to be the one who is most obsessed with eating pizza. Yeah, I thought that was a cool coincidence. Yeah, was you Michelangelo when you cosplayed as a turtle? No, I did. Uh, yes, Michelangelo. Yep, ah, he's, a sh- he's the shortest of the turtles. So that's I <laughs> so fit in that costume. That that's how I became Michelangelo. Uh, he's also. And you do like- and you I do love like pizza. pizza. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, it's very appropriate. When Hawkeye is walking with BJ across the compound, Hawkeye can briefly be seen wearing bright blue 80s Adidas tennis shoes. So oh, really? Know, they, yeah, as I noticed. As, as we know, they wear tennis shoes when they're not, you know, being shot 
uh, full oh, shirt. Okay, yeah, that must be one of the only times you see Hawkeye without his boots on, then, because because uh, because BJ you see many time wearing Converse. Yeah, yeah, um, but not such a. Oh, okay, um, now when the sergeant delivering the truckload of tongue depressors opens the tarp on the back of the truck to reveal the dozens of boxes to Colonel Potter, there is no binding holding all of the boxes in place, and with the truck filled right up to the back, many of those boxes would have fallen out of the truck <laughs> on the way to the four hundred seven seven. Yep, I thought the same thing. I'm like, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, during construction of the monument, Colonel Potter asked Hawkeye to be sure to save a couple of tongue ticklers for the customers. However, a rough estimate shows that approximately 250 tongue depressors were used to cover one side, which means that the monument is constructed of perhaps a thousand. With 500,000 on hand, not only is Colonel Potter's concern of Hawkeye's using too many tongue depressors utterly unfounded, but the 4077th will still be stuck with practically all half a million of them. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. This is Captain Maurice Allen. Captain. Call me Maury. My photographer, Ray Thornburg. Hi, how are you? And this, of course, is my client, Captain Benjamin Franklin Pearson, is tower to be. Benjamin, can I call you Ben? So, Ben, this is, uh, this is quite a piece of work. You do this all by yourself? Yeah, I got in on the ground floor. Of course, the chaplain helped me with the spelling. Oh, yes, the chaplain. There's a good sidebar story in him. Now, let me ask you this, Ben. This um, uh, thing here, this tower, this uh, structure, where'd the idea come from? Well, we got a shipment of 500,000 tongue depressors. 500,000? Yeah. <laughs> That's more tongues than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> <clears throat> what I'm driving at is, why a tower? I mean... What are you trying to say with this uh, uh, thing I'm about? Well, it's a tribute to all the wounded who've been treated at this unit. It stands for the fallen. Terrific. Terrific. Let me run this by you one time, Ben. First of all, of course, we do the story for Stars and Stripes, but that's just the shrimp cocktail. Now, how about this for the entree? We pack up this little hoosie wetzes of yours, ship it back to the States, display it everywhere. A lot of brass bands, parades. Great, great for enlistment. Doc gives recruiting drives shot in arms. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Recruitment? I thought you were with Stars and Stripes. Ray, Ray, he's with Stars and Stripes. Me, I'm uh, Army Information. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh, well, that's news to me. Stick with me, Ben. We'll get this out on the AP, the UP, every P in the pod. Now, why don't you just stand right here? Ray, set up a shot. No, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. stay, Ray. I'm, I'm really not finished with this yet. And besides, I look just a fright. Why don't you, uh, why don't you give me about an hour to finish it up and slip into something less comfortable. <laughs> Whatever the doctor orders, Ben. Any place around here we can get a bite to eat? Sure, the mess tent. Come on. But I better warn you, the food bites back. Uh-huh. Back in 60 ticks, Ben. It's a date, Maury. Uh, trivia time, that last episode's question was, where was Nurse Kelly from? And of course, the answer is Honolulu in Hawaii. And this episode's trivia question is, what was the 4077th motto? That's right. You go ahead and email your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You must really be proud of that, whatchamacallit. Well, actually, I think of it more as a big doohickey. Well, let's get this show on the road. Good idea. You take the picture and you write the thousand words. Now, Ray, you uh, get about 10, 15 feet from that contraption. Ben, you scoot right in next to it and darned if we won't snap this, baby. Oh, wait a minute, Maury. Let's not make any snap decisions here. I'll tell you... Seeing that monument now, I mean, you know, for want of a better word, just all by itself like that, up against the majesty of that purple mountain with those flags fluttering in the breeze like that, I mean, that's what it's all about, you know? Why don't we just, why don't we just take the picture from here? I hear you, Ben. You know? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Ray, let's make pictures. 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. I want to make sure the, I want to make sure the breeze catches those flags just right. I'll, I'll tell you when to snap. Okay. Ready? Set? Hey, 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 hey. Uh, what's all that yellow rope around there? That's not rope, that's prime accord. Go! How was I? Smash hit! What is going on here? Dateline Korea. Curious physician Nix's Sticks Fix. Uh, Ben, help, help me out here. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm lost here, Benny. Yeah. You spent two days and nights building that... Thing of a bomb. Whatever. Yeah. And now you've blown it to kingdom come? Yeah. What the devil for? I think I can help you with that guy. Senseless destruction. That's what it's all about. Get the picture? You can find MASH 4077 Podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH4077Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at GeekyFanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching Facebook.com slash MASH4077Podcast. Or just type in MASH4077Podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to mash4077podcast all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right. Another good episode. Mm. We're on a roll here. Nice seven, <laughs> seven and a half. Yep. This is perfect. All right, cool. Well, I am Kenny. And I am Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Just because you want to kill one little story does not give you the right to use Uncle Sam's fireworks. Well, one picture is worth a thousand smithereens. Colonel, do the army regs not say we're supposed to dispose of munitions taken off the wounded? And have we not disposed of them? Not to mention 30 square feet of bottom land. Oh, what the heck. I doff my demolition derby to you. Just replace your divot. Actually, I'd kind of like to leave it the way it is. That hole in the ground is all I have to remember the tower by. Well, maybe this will help you to remember. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> oh, that's great! Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Mash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So, if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us.
Nash 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.